Okay, I'm going to be Mamsi this week, a little bit of an Indian from the Parsha. The Parsha discusses in the Dal of Lashani Shalgula Eshekech. And then it says the Biasaurits. And the way it describes the Rabbanishim giving us Eretz Yisrael, the lotion that the Torah uses, is V'nosati Yisrolochem Ani Hashem. So already Chazal point out that it has both characteristics. It's a, it's a Matona and it's a Yerusha. So the obvious problem to understand this is that there they can't coexist, these two things. If something is a matone, it's not a Yerusha. Matone is a different type of transaction. Yerusha has a lot more strength. Matone, many hold, you need das. The noisin has to have das. Some hold the makabal has to have das. It's a machlekes rishonim. Das acheres makna works if the other person has no das. So matone is a very conscious, conscious transaction. Maybe even more so than a Kenyan. And Yerusha is the opposite. Yerusha, no das is needed. Generally speaking, the Noisin has no das to give it. Not only that, many holy Yerusha's chala achar misa, misa. So the whole concept of Yerusha means you're getting something in the subconscious. There's no das. And even the receiver, the one who's getting the Yerusha, doesn't need to have any das. To the degree that the Gemara discusses the concept of Yerusha even before you're born. And Lamaisa, we paskin that only uh, Ben Yerimechot is Yerushimanchel. But theoretically, it would be possible to, to, to talk about Yerusha before you're even born. Halachically, you're not Yerusha till you're born. But it's, it's a discussion. There's even a concept of mishmash, which we're going to learn about. Those of you, especially that are finishing the Mesichta, you're going to learn about it in Yesh Neichlin, where, where you have somebody who's not even here anymore. They died. And they act as a conduit to basically, after they're dead, to Yarshan from a relative that they Yarshan from, and then they give it to a rel- another relative of theirs who doesn't have a direct link, at least a Yerusha link, to the one that died, and they'll, they'll go and give it to them. So if you, for example, if you have two brothers, for example, and they don't share, they share one father. They don't share one mother. So theoretically, they marish each other. Right? These two brothers, because they share a father, they have a, they have a Yerusha together. So they, they yarshan each other. Right? But... They have, they have Yorshim from the mother's side and from other places. A Ben is Yorish is A son Yorshim is his mother. So theoretically, if one of the brothers dies and his relative dies, he could Yorshim from that relative and give it to his brother. So you could, you could, you could be, you could busy, you could be busy allocating Yorshim. It's not, you're not even here. That's the concept of Mishmash. So how could the Torah call one thing both? 
ונוסעתי יועיסו לוחם, מראשו אני השם. השם says, I'm going to give you this as a gift and as a Yerusha. When they're two different, completely different things. And we see, כמעט, that's a common, common concept in all of our important Yerushas and Matonas that we have. We have a, another, another Matona Torah, which is our, our greatest gift, the Torah Agdashah. And the Torah is called also a Merosha. And it's also called a Matona. He gave him a gift. So the Torah is called a gift. At the same time, How do we wrap our heads around that? That something is a gift and it's a Yerusha. When they really work differently. If they would work together, we understand. They work completely different. Now let's think about one last thing, the Shabbos. Shabbos Kodesh. Shabbos Kodesh is also called a Matona. The Gemara says in Shabbos, Matona Toiva. Kodesh Baruch Hu Moshe Rabbeinu will have this special gift. Yeshli Beveis Kenozi. In my treasury I have this gift, Shabbos. Give it to Klal Yisrael. Tell them, tell them I'm giving them this gift. And then on the other hand, we know Shabbos is called Yerush. We've been saying it in the davening. I'm sure you're all thinking right now. So we say in the davening that Shabbos is a Nachla. It's our Yerusha. At the same time, it's a Matona Teva. So how do, we, how do we match all of these things together? So I want to tell you, share with you an idea it matches with the theme that we've been talking about the last couple of days, the chashivas of davening. We spoke about the hachona you put into davening, how you dress when you daven, and that could change everything. If you look at the Novi Yeshaya, Yeshaya is the, the Novi where we learn out many, many of the dinim of Shabbos, the Kovit Shabbos, the Oinik Shabbos. It's Yeshaya Novi. It's Psukim in Yeshaya. So in Perak Nunches is where Yeshaya Novi talks about the Indian of Kovat Shabbos and Enoch Shabbos. I just want a medayik in one, in one pasuk. He talks over here in Toshav Mishabbos Raglecho. Again, this pasuk we learn many, many halachas from. Mimtzei Chafitzecho, Karasal Shabbos Enoch, Taber Dover. But then there's this pasuk how the Perak ends. And this person doesn't sound like a mitzvah. Oz tisanag al Hashem. That's the lotion of the pasuk. Oz tisanag al Hashem. Then you'll have oinik. What do you mean? It's, it's the pasuk is not telling us you should make it oinik. That's the beginning. The korosal is Shabbos oinik. Oz tisanag al Hashem. What does that mean? Last week in Shul by Shaloshudis. I shared with the Olam an amazing Yisoyed from Rav Shach Zatzal. Rav Shach was discussing the fact that by Matan Torah only Moshe Rabbeinu was able to go on to Har Sinai. Right? The Koyanim were able to go a certain, to a certain level. Only Moshe was able to, to top it. Right? Mi Allah Bahar Hashem. Right? Moshe was able to go up. 
Vaskenim v'om, they weren't allowed to go. Vaskenim and the om, they weren't allowed to go up the mountain. Now, it's not even something I could describe to you, because I can't, I can't even imagine it. Right? But I could at least imagine what I can't imagine. And that is the disappointment by Matan Torah of not being able to go on Harsinai. Of watching somebody being Zoycha to go. Right? Watching somebody being Zoycha to go. If you ever went to an event, it could be as narish as a concert. Right? And, then, and there's a certain amount of space and you get cut out. If you ever look at the people that waited online, or Lahavdal, I remember by the campaign, presidential campaigns, I mean by Biden there wasn't so many lines, but the people that were trying to get in, they waited whole nights to get in. Some people didn't sleep to be able to get in. The disappointment when you, not to be able to get in, you have Achmanus on those people. It's, it's not imaginable by Matan Torah the people that, wa- that saw the Kabbalah Satera and it was a concept of going on Har Sinai not being able to go up. So Chazal seemed to say it was, it was like a punishment. Chazal say as follows and it's in last week's parasha. Moshe Rabbeinu gathered this Canaan. This is what the Rabbanish told him to do and he told this Canaan that we're going to go to Pari. Going to be Goyal Klal Yisrael. And this Canaan, this Canaan accepted it. They believed it. And this Canaan decided to accompany Moshe to power. This is what Chazal tells us. Now if you look, Hashem never commanded this Canaan to go. Hashem just told Moshe to gather this Canaan and to tell them. He did that. They believed it. So everybody did what they were supposed to do. Moshe delivered the message that there's a gula coming. This Canaan accepted the message. Right? Everything worked as, as perfect. Perfection. But then, they accompanied Moshe. But by the time Moshe got to the palace, it says, Vayoboy Moshe Aaron. doesn't say Zikne Yisrael. So Chazal tells us that this Canaan slowly dissipated. Now you have to realize, Pari's palace had 400 shahim, 400 gates, the Medrash says. Each gate was surrounded by guards with, with daggers, lions, leopards, tigers, that if you went through there, you got ripped to shreds. So it wasn't like Achashverish, when it was a Shavit Azov. This was much worse. You got ripped to pieces. So I think we can all sort of, you know, we could understand and we could emphasize with this Chenim that Mistam, if we were there, we also would have told Moshe Hatzloche. Hatzloche. We'll say, Kapitel Tillim for you. Hatzloche. Maybe we'll even make a Yom Tzayim for Moshe Rabbeinu. Tzumuolai. They didn't go. The Rebbe tells the Skenim, you didn't go to the palace, you're not going up on Harsinai. Moshe went in, he's going to the top. Aaron went right after him. Aaron didn't go quite as much as Moshe. Fekrev Shach. Azapach. Such a slap. 
That was a natural thing what those Canaan did. They were afraid. They were afraid to go. Who wouldn't be afraid? Is there anybody here that would walk into a palace that's surrounded with lions, tigers, and, and, and gods that, that just rip you apart to pieces? What? For Shetzach. For Shetzach. On the same level, another question is asked, and I asked this last week when we had the Vad in my home for the Beis Medrash. We spoke about this topic. Vatireno hamiyaldos is folikim. Folayosim. That the Mialdos feared Hashem. And they didn't kill the babies. Now I understand it's a very nice thing that the Mialdos feared Hashem. They didn't kill the babies. But I would imagine that there were many people in Klaus or many Noshim Tzikonis that wanted to kill the babies. Yecheven and Miriam were not the only two ladies that weren't ready to kill out all the Jewish boy, all the Yiddish Kindle. Right? The Pesach says, Vatirena Mialdos is all like him, but he also kashed to be on the and then it says what? So now, because they didn't kill the babies, basically the whole future of so comes from these two ladies. The whole future of so Malchus, Kuhuna, Nevius, all comes from, this la- from these two ladies. Why? Because they're not baby killers. Because they're not killing the babies. That's the reward. That seems like a disproportionate reward. There's probably a bunch of ladies that would have said, what do you mean? We're also ready not to kill babies. They're not the only ones not killing babies. We also wouldn't kill babies. But the Pasuk says, Pastors, because of this? What's Pshat? Same type of question in the other direction. Rav Shach is asking, how do you lose something so easily? And the same question is being asked on the other side. How do you gain so easily? Like, what's, what's happening here? What's the pshat? The Nicholsberg is a tzaddik levrocha. Shmelkem in Nicholsburg, famous Rebbe tzaddik. Used to have a minig every Friday. He had a line of anim out of his house, and he would give every single ani money for Shabbos. And everybody walked away with a money to be able to make Shabbos. One week, it just happened, there were a lot of anim, and the last guy, Nebuch, by the door, there was nothing left. And Rav Shmoker just started crying. Can't give this guy, the guy, Nebuch, is stuck. He has his hands stretched out. Shmoker had garnished him, he has nothing for him. Anyway, He's thinking, he's thinking, he's thinking. He remembers that he and his, he bought his wife a diamond ring. This time when she got engaged, face was. Well, maybe that was after the chasen, and then they didn't have such a minute like today. But she had a diamond ring, and when he gave her the diamond ring, she took the diamond ring off, and she said, this is not for me, it's too fancy, I don't need such a thing. She, told, she showed him where she put it, and she said, this is something we should do when we have some big mitzvah, we have something has to be accomplished. This is not for... I, I, don't, I don't wear this kind of thing. This is something for something special. He said, oh! He gives man! So he took the diamond ring and he gave it to the Sony. The Sony didn't know what hit him. The guy was just... The, the guy was in Ghanaian. And he took off. Like, you know, Shmelka shouldn't change his mind. But Shmelka's Robertson came back and he told her, 
she plotted. She said, I had in mind it should be I mean, uh, you know what that's worth? And she told him what it was worth. He didn't even know what it was worth. She said, The smoker hears, he starts chasing out the door, running after the Oni. Chasing. Anyway, the Oni is already in the distance, and the smoker's running. And somebody, somehow they got a hold of the Yoni. They said, Shmoker's looking for you, and he had no interest in going back to Shmoker. They grab him, and they bring him back to Shmoker. And the Yoni holds the ring out. He goes, I know, Rebbe. Mr. the Rebbe. He said, everything I give to Tzedakah is in the Sina Gemur, Bedaz Gemur, you should use it, isn't the hate. I was only running after you because my Rebbeson just told me. It's worth over a thousand rubles. Don't get cheated. Don't sell it for a piece of Gefiltevish. Make sure, make sure you, make sure you cash it out properly. Doesn't give it a gun to That, that Friday night, when a smoker feared Tish, he knew the whole, everybody knew about the mice. You can imagine such a mice that went throughout the town, everybody knew the mice. He said, Rabboisai. He says, what's the Musa here? He says, the Musa is, don't give away your Shabbos, a piece of potato kugel. Shabbos is a diamond. If you don't invest in it, you're not going to be able to reap its benefits. You don't realize what it is. If you don't put yourself into the Shabbos, you'll have nothing more than a piece of potato. You'll have nothing more than a piece of potato. And when I told this only, don't cash in the ring for, 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 for a piece of uh, gefilte fish, I'm telling all of you, don't walk away from Shabbos that the only thing you have Shabbos was like a shmaka kugel. Because you, you gave away a diamond for, for, for mamish a piece of potato. Cool. The Novi is telling us, and this explains now we understand the Rambam and the Gemara and Kedushin that we have. Shabbos is there. It's a Yerusha. Shabbos is a Yerusha. Every Jew is a to have a Shabbos. But what's a matana? The Gemara says a matona gift is based on how much a person did for you. If you didn't do a lot of good for me, I'm not giving you a gift. So the gift is always, it basically it's, it could be determined based on what you did for me. That's the value of the gift. Okay? Based on what you did for me, that's how much the gift is worth. So even though Shabbos is Yerusha, it's Yerusha. But Lamaisa, how much are you going to get from Shabbos? How much you yourself invest into Shabbos? And that's why the Amiroyim were busy, begufam. What, they had to go and pull the feathers out of the chicken? That was a way of them being mechaber, putting in koiches, focusing on Shabbos. And then they were able to take it. Novi, if you do all of these things, Hashem is telling you, Oz Tisanagal Hashem. You're not just preparing Kugel. Hatereach Perev Shabbos Yerichu B'Shabbos now has a whole new meaning. Avada, if you don't make a child, Hashem If you don't put yourself into Shabbos, if you don't put Koychas into Shabbos, it's just going to be another day. Yeah, it's a Yerusha, you have it, it's, it's there. But it's up to you to determine what that Yerusha's Taka going to be worth. And that's the matona element. Exactly what the Torah is. 
The Torah exactly correlates based on the Kachis we put into the Torah. Yes, we have a Yerusha, Torah, Tzibol, and Omoyesha. My Russia. But it's Vayitein El Moshe Kekaloise Ladabrimai. How much do you put into it? How much Kachis do you put in? That's what you're going to walk away with. That's what you're going to have. Rav Shach said a very powerful idea. He said, Har Sinai was a different environment. It's like you go to Mars, there's certain things you need to have on Mars. They want to make now a colony on Mars. You can't stop and live on Mars. Right? When you go to the moon, it's a different atmosphere. You need oxygen. You can't survive on the moon the way, the way you survive here. I remember my father's old Gesundheit, he taught in public schools for many years. So he once came home on a Friday, he told us, he read off the answer of one of his students, because they were learning about the moon and Hinnun hell. He was trying to show how some of his Talmudim are not from the Goyne Yoelam. So this is after learning for months about the moon and what you need. So one of the questions on the exam was, if you were to go to the moon, what would you bring with you? And this can basically answer this. His, 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 his dog and his toothbrush and his television set. Something like that. Doesn't give in, doesn't give in the truth. My father said, you see, this is my koichim. <laughs> this is my Talmud. This is my Talmud. Right? Now you understand that when you go to the moon, it's a different atmosphere. And as a human being, you can't survive on the moon without certain additives that you bring along that you can survive. Because you don't match the atmosphere. Rav Shach says we find that if an animal went on Har Sinai, it just died. Rav Shach said, that's an Oynish? It's not an Oynish. What did the animal do? You can't live. Har Sinai was a shtikul shamayim. You weren't able to live there. You couldn't live in shamayim. So Har Sinai wasn't an atmosphere that a human being was able to manage. Rav Shach said every time a person raises up their madrega of Yerushalayim, they inherently change. The Rav told us, Canaan, if you would have elevated yourself to go into Paray, if at that moment you would have somehow felt joined Moshe Rabbeinu with that level of Yerushalayim, you would have been on a madrega talk by Al Sinai. Well, I'm giving you a, I'm giving you a flask. I'm not giving you pots. You're just not there. <laughs> You're not there. You didn't develop that. You didn't develop that. You don't have your oxygen on your back. You can't go to the moon. That, that, that was the problem. It was a flask. There are many Jewish women that want to kill babies. Many. I have no doubt. Many. Russians and Kanyas. But the Pesach is made that the Mialdus had special Yerushalayim. What's Pshat they had special Yerushalayim? So if you look in Chazal, Chazal say an astounding thing. Out of every, let's say, 100 babies, there's a miscarriage, there's a, there's a stillborn, there's a... The Mialdus were afraid that even if they have the regular, normal, you know, mishaps, a couple of babies die, out of every thousand, a couple die. They were afraid that people would think that they, they had Yura from Pali Melch Mitzrayim. So the Medrash says that they davened that not one child should die, even the ones that normally would die. 
That means that the Miyaldas were on such a level at the time, they elevated themselves to such a level that they had zero fear from power. Their, their hearts were just filled with Yerushalayim to the degree that they did something they were to do. Not even our people of the Chassidus. When they did that, their DNA changed. Just like Moshe Rabbeinu and Aaron when they went into Parai. Memela, they became the mothers of the leaders of Kalal Yisrael. Their action created results. Their actions created results. And that's the pshat, Hashem made for them bottom. In this week's parasha, the Shlach Kodesh is Medayik. It says, Ela B'nei Ruvain. Ve'ela B'nei Shimon. Look at the Pesukim, you'll see. And then it says, Ve'ela Shemois B'nei Levi. So the Shlach Kodesh says, why by Levi does it say, Ela Shemois B'nei Levi? It should say, Ela B'nei Levi. So the Shlach Kodesh says, that when Levi had children, he knew that he's not in the Gzairah. See, he was afraid that his children won't feel the Tsar of Klal Yisrael. So therefore, he gave them names that they should feel the Tsar of Klal Yisrael. Gershon al-Shem Gerim, Kohos al-Shem Shishinim, Koyas, Merori al-Shem Vayimoru Chayim Bavoy So Levi, by doing that, Levi created in his children that they should be able to become the leaders of Klal Yisrael. And this is an unbelievable lekach for us to understand that every time we, we go, we mamish go up to the plate and we do, we do that extra mesiris. It's not, it's not a, for the moment. We change. There's a transformation. How much we put ourselves out, it actually changes. not just a question. We get, we get reward. It changes the mesiris. And I'm just going to end off by telling you, I say this every year by Tisha B'Av, because I think it's so important. It doesn't say his kevayira. It doesn't say somebody's mesabal on the on the chuban abayis. He will see. Says He sees. Some say there's a hope shot because of and whatever hope shot. I want to give a pleasure to Pshat. Mamish with the same idea. The same idea I'm sharing with you now. So like this. Chas Vashalam, a person's a Erlachid. They spend their life, Shoimatar, Mitzvis, Kashrus, Dine Mominus, everything Givaldic. Kwadah, they weren't Masabal on the Khurm. They just weren't. Why? Because they didn't feel it. So, that's it. They're not going to be Zoycha Vagoya. They're not going to see the binion. It's a pella. How could, that, how could that be? How could it be? An Erlachid keeps Tariag Mitzvahs. Grab the heaps, they didn't feel. So that's another Pshat. The Pshat is how much do you feel the joy? A Beis is going to be built. How much joy are you going to feel? The joy you're going to feel is how much you learn to appreciate that joy. If you're Miss Abel, you're changing who you are. 
If you yearn for the Beis Hamidosh, you develop a Tam. So now when the Beis Hamidosh is going to be built, you're going to reap that which you created in yourself. The Avelos created in you a Zoy Just like the Hachon in Shabbos makes it, makes it us the Sanegel Hashem. And Amelus Pater makes that you have Oinig and Torah. So instead of just looking at everything around us as a Yerusha, we have to realize we have the Koyach to develop. We mamish have a Koyach to develop that which we're Yarshining. And it all correlates with the Koyachs that we put in. I'm going to be